chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to start at verse 19. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And look over at verse... 35. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one, or the righteous, will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is living and active. Your word is the seed that our heart needs to grow into all that you have purposed and planned for us and dreamed for us. And for this world, and for all, all are your children to be saved, sozo, healed completely, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We thank you that your promises are yes and amen. And we hold tight to that hope, that faith that's found in you. In Jesus' name. I know when Isaiah started putting the song list together a, a couple weeks ago, he asked me, so um, do you have any requests? Or, you know, what are you preaching about? And I said, I'm going to just leave that up to the Holy Spirit and you. And man, was those choices just spot on. God is so faithful. I love that song that, you know, um, my hope is found in you. Why? Because your promises are true. I mean, think about the things that, you know, we just read. The, we have confidence to enter the most holy place. Through Jesus, which just happens to be Communion Sunday. You know, we're, our hearts are sprinkled with the blood to cleanse our consciences. You know, wash our bodies. You know, you think about all the different aspects already today. He says, to draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Do not throw away your confidence. I like that. It means don't waste this opportunity. Don't throw it away. Don't waste it. Look what you have. 
Because the time you spend drawing near coming into his most holy place will be richly rewarded. My righteous ones will live by faith and not shrink back. It took all I could to stay composed during worship when he, you know, he was singing the song about, you know, you, there's no mountain you won't climb up, no, you know, all that, and you, there's no, there's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear, you know. I'm just getting all excited, I'm like, compose yourself, compose yourself, yeah, but I see him, what, you know. Like, yes. Why? Because he will. There is nothing. He'll rip it apart. You know, when the, the scripture talks about, um, have you heard that prayer, oh, rend the heavens, you know, it actually means to rip open the heavens. And it said that when Jesus died on the cross, that that same word used there, to rip open the heavens, when Jesus was baptized, it actually, God ripped open the heavens and descended on him like a dove with his Holy Spirit. The same when he was crucified, that the curtain, which, is it three foot thick? Which, I don't know how that happens. Of course, I'm not a seamstress, but anyway, I guess layers and layers. Three, and the height of it was, I don't know, I, I can't even think of it now. I, I love doing studies of the, the temple and the layout of it. But it was so tall that there's no physical way anybody could have ripped this. Maybe from the bottom up, but it says it was ripped open. That separated the common from the holy of holies or the most holy place. And God ripped that open. You see that in Hebrews where he says, come on in. There's nothing stopping you now. It's a reckless love. It's an uncontrolled, unstoppable, he's going to kick down. He's going, actually it says that the stones broke apart. No, they were, again, that same word, ripped apart when he was raised. Ripped apart. There is nothing that can stop the love of God. And to see all these different aspects of um, our world, our physical world, is a replica of the spiritual realm that does exist. What we cannot see is more real than what we can see, the Bible says, Brenda translation. And he gives us all these parallels in this world so we can go, oh. And that's some of the things I want to show you today is these parallels besides just the holy temple and what that meant, what, what we were just reading. Now, that's where our full assurance comes from. Our confidence in faith is because of what we can see goes aha to the spirit within us, what we cannot see. It's by faith that we have confidence, full assurance to enter into his most holy place. Faith is not something, though, that we muster up within ourselves. It is a gift of God and a fruit of the Spirit. It's a gift of God. Jesus says, my faith I give to you. My peace, even, he says, I give to you. Why? Because you can't muster those things up in yourself. Belief is not faith. Belief is intellectual. Faith is God to the heart. Belief says, intellectual, says, I know God can do this. 
faith says, I know God will do this. Hope, dreams do not come from intellectual reasoning. God can for me if he chooses. Think about that. But from faith and knowing that God will do this. Why? Because he is with me and he is for me. That's faith. Not just belief. Not just the intellectual reason. Well, of course he can. He's God. Have you heard people say that? Of course he can. Yeah, but do you believe it for you? That he will for you. That's where the faith comes from. Sorry, my message just disappeared on me again. Let's find it again. There it is. The title of today's message is Giving Birth to Dreams. Giving Birth to Dreams. See, faith comes from God. Hope comes from knowing God. And dreams are the creation of the two coming together, conceived in the Spirit, and birth into existence. It's when faith and hope come together in conception then becomes dreams become conceived and then our birth. God placed within us all these eggs and here we go again to the pattern and there's no kids. Well, there's, okay, I'll be, I'll be good. Like a woman has within her body eggs. And then the man has within himself. But until the two come together, the seed and the egg can conceive when brought together and then birth. Right? You all with me? Same thing in the spirit. Isn't it amazing how he gives us all these parallels to be able to see? The word, um, when the Holy Spirit hovered over Mary and she conceived, uh, rakafa, I think it is, rakafa, is the same word, hovering, that the Holy Spirit was doing in Genesis when he was hovering over the earth. Why? Because God created in the earth eggs if you will, like in a woman. And the seed of the word, that word seed is where we get the word, um, the Greek word, sperma. The word is not the written word, that's rhema. But the spoken word, that spoken word is that seed of God's word. And that Holy Spirit hovering over the earth, awakened in the earth and brought life. Through that spoken word. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Emoji. My friend Gabe, um, well, our friend Gabe, who is a friend over in Bay City, he's going through a hard time right now, and um, we're friends on Facebook, and he was posting th some things, so I was private messaging him, just trying to speak hope into his life. He's one that we're still believing um, loving and believing God has got such a big plan for that boy's life. And I hope he's going to be listening to this message because I'm calling it forth right now. There's that spoken word and it's going to awaken and come to life. I believe it, Gabe, in your life, in Jesus' name. Um, but he put a post on and put these pictures of 
this garden and it was just spot on and I asked his permission can I quote from your post here for today's message it was just perfect and he said yes of course um, he wrote if you don't tend to your garden then weeds will grow and take over and make things ugly however something beautiful and special are worth the hard work to clean up a mess and have beautiful again now this garden can continue to be beautiful. It can be added to to make even more special. And it will stay beautiful as long as it's taken care of. But even when the weeds were there, there was still something in there beautiful the whole time. In you are the dreams of God. Like eggs. And you don't know them yet. You haven't seen them yet. And, or some people think they're apart from them. Well, those are God's dreams and I need to lay hold of them. No, they're God's dreams and your dreams merged together inside of you, waiting to be birthed. Waiting for that spoken word of God to hover over you. But those times, like in a marriage can only happen in intimacy. In those intimate times of being face to face. And see, when we constantly busy ourselves running here and there and doing this and doing that and I've got a job, nine to five job, I got to go and then I got to do this and I got to do that and I got, we remove those times of intimacy. We have to. There's nothing else more important. Nothing else more important than those intimate times because it's in those intimate times, that face-to-face -face time, that I know him and he knows me. In Genesis where Adam and Eve conceived, King James Version actually says, and Adam knew his wife and she conceived. That word knew is what I'm talking about. You, can't, you can study the word and know about the word. You can come to church and hear about the word. You can uh, say you're a Christian 50 years and you know about God. Sorry, I've got a little one waving at me back there. But do you know God and does God know you? And those can only happen, that can only happen in those intimate times. I mean, think about it. Again, parallel of our physical relationships with the spiritual ones. Can a husband and wife stand at an altar, say I do's, and then go on their life and never have the honeymoon night? No, why? Because that's where the two become one. Jesus' prayer in the garden. What was he praying for all of us? That we may be in them, that they will be in us. I and you, you know, you heard it all. I and you, you and me, them and us. That we'll all be one. That the two will become one. And in that intimacy, faith, remember, belief is intellect. Faith is from the heart. 
Why? Because it's in that intimacy, just like, again, husband and a wife, you can turn to your spouse and say, I know you, right? Somebody else can come and say, oh, Rachel, did you know Isaiah said blah, 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 and she can go, <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, you weren't there. You don't know. She goes, no, I wasn't there, but I know Isaiah, right? Think about that in the Bible where Jesus, remember when he was separating the sheep and the goats? And he says that some will come to him in those days and say, Lord, Lord, look at all the miracles we did. Look at all the stuff we did. I was faithful to church for 50 years. Never missed a Sunday. Always early, you know, never late. And I did this and I did that. And he says, away from me, I never knew you. Wow. That only comes in that intimacy. And that's what I want to share with you or help awaken inside of you. Kind of like, was, was it Jacob that dreamed Jacob's ladder, right? Jacob that dreamed. Why? He was busy. He was worried about so many things. He was doing this, doing that, until he laid down and dreamed. He had to rest in the Lord to awaken the dream. And then he set up and he goes, whoa, dude. <laughs> God was here all the time and I didn't even know it. That's what I'm talking about today. God designed us for intimacy for him. Do you know he said that? He said he, when he formed us together, he breathed his breath into us. He created us in his image. We are the only mammals or creatures on this earth that reproduce face to face. And then in this image, face to face image, we reproduce. We were created for intimacy with him. And in that intimate time spent knowing him like Adam knew his wife and they conceived hope hope is conceived and then dreams are born you can't go out and get hope any other place than in that intimacy where faith is built hope is awakened and dreams are birthed Faith ignites hope, which gives birth to dreams. And hope cannot but dream. It can't. You can't have hope and not oh, think about, oh, eh, yeah, ah, oh, ooh. What do we say on Easter Sunday? Like of the fluttering anticipation of something good is about to happen. Hope can't help. But to dream. But you can't have dreams without hope. And you can't have hope without faith. If you don't know God and God know you, you can't have hope for yourself, for others, for the world. The doom and glooms. Oh, I know. Today's just going to be as miserable as yesterday. Why? Because you're not gonna you're gonna have another day not spent in God. 
If you'd spend that day in God or that morning in God, you can't help but go out of that intimate time excited, hopeful. Why? Because everywhere I go, God is. Why? Because I just spent intimate time with him. He saw into me. I saw into him. He's in me. I'm in him. We're in this world. We have a job to do. And we get to do it. And then you go about and you, I know what I'm here for. I know who's with me. I know who he is. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. No mountain he won't climb up. No wall he won't kick down. You know? You can go through your day, you know, kicking butt and taking names. You know? Because where? Where does it got to start? It's got to start back in that faith time. And that faith is his gift to us. It comes from him. It's not something we can muster up. You, you ever notice that we kind of twisted that? We feel like we can't come to God unless we muster up this faith to believe. The scripture that says it's impossible to please God without faith, right? And then it goes on to explain because you can't even come to God unless you believe he exists, right? Some people have taken that to mean, oh, you can't even, you know, if you don't believe there's a God, you can't have faith. Wait a minute. I do believe in God. So I have to have faith to believe he exists. Yeah, why? Because you can't come into him if you don't know he's there. It's like the bride standing at the altar waiting for the husband. No, the husband waits at the altar for the bride. Yeah. Right? We know that. There's another physical parallel. Isn't that funny? We set things up in this world and we're like, aren't we so smart? And God's like, duh, you know. I'm trying to teach you something. No, the groom stands at the altar waiting for the bride to come in. We don't have to muster up anything. He's already got down on one knee, proposed to us. When we said the divine yes to him, he's waiting now. Where's your faith? Right here in him. Come into him and that faith just keeps building. Why? Because that intimacy keeps building. I love seeing couples who've been married 70, 80 years. There was one just on the news the other day. And he's looking at her like, you are beautiful. And I'm thinking, you just got to push back the wrinkles to find the lips to kiss, you know. But you're just so beautiful. To see that. Why? Because they know what that means. That intimacy. That in one. Faith comes from God. Hope comes from knowing God. Dreams are the creation of the two coming together. In John 14, Jesus says, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me doing his work. Then he goes on to say, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I'm doing and even greater things. If anyone finds their faith in me, will do greater things. Jesus said, I don't even do these things. It's the Father doing them in me. He was showing us what it means. And he says, if you find your faith in me, Jesus said, if you find your faith in me, come into me. 
And there's where you'll find your faith. And the three of us, four of us together, one, two, three, four of us together, will do even greater things than what you're seeing me do now. That's the union Jesus prayed for us to live in. Not just touch on once a week in Sunday service, but to live in where impossibilities become possible and dreams become reality. Hebrews 11.1, I've shared this over and over again, but again, I love it because just when I think I've got this this side all figured out. I know this scripture. God goes, yeah. He turns it just a little bit. Hey, how about this? Oh. Yeah. So it's funny because when we went, uh, I don't even remember, when did we go over to Washington, D.C. on vacation? I don't know, some years ago. Some years ago. Anyway, we walked into one of those places and they had um, these great jewels laid out. And just, you know, of course, they put the lights on them, and you're like, ooh, ooh, and the boys are like, can we go to the dinosaur bones? I'm like, oh, no, I just want to stare at this. Ooh. <laughs> Even when I went um, on a missions trip to England, on our day off, we got to go in and to some of the castles and see, you know, they have those big crowns and all the jewels. I, I just stare at it. Ooh. Because you look at it a little bit, now look at it, now it changes, and then look at it this way, and now it changes. Well, that's what God does with his word. He just keeps, that's how it's living and active. That's how that knowing comes to being, him in us, us in him. And he turned that scripture a little bit more um, just this last couple weeks. Uh, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is substance. Faith, what is substance? Tangible. Substance has to be held. It's substance. Tangibly. It can be felt. Faith is the substance. It can tangibly be felt. Held on to. Of the things hoped for. What? How do I hold on to something that I'm hoping for? Because the Bible also says... Why do you hope for something you already have? Right? But faith is being able to hold on to what I'm hoping for. It's the substance. Where is it? In Colossians, it says all things that we see were created in him. Exist because of him. Are held together in him. How can we hold on to something we're hoping for? Was it say in, in John that he is the vine, we are the branches? If you remain in me and my word, who is the word? Ah, you're getting this. Jesus is the word. And my word remains in you. Then you can ask for whatever you, why? In, 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 in him. In him. In him. Can you imagine with you, just for a second, seeing this most holy place, Hebrews 10, right? Most holy place. His divine, you know, presence. And in him, as we go in him, everything exists. Everything is held together. And you can grab a hold of in him. That's where you'll get faith. 
and it's in that time of intimacy you can grab a hold of because let's go on with that Hebrews uh, faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen what is evidence in a courtroom what is evidence it's fact it's proof I have it right here right faith is substance you can hold on to and evidence if I'm in him in faith I can hold on to what I hope for and my evidence like a courtroom scene is he says right here let me show you um my back when I went through that period where I mean I was like blah 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 all those different three different diagnosis you're done you know at my young age Twenty-seven, right? How can I be younger than you? I don't know. I can't. I gotta up that a little bit, don't I? So aren't you getting close to thirty, Isaiah? Okay. So, but how can I be all done in surgeries? And they're like, get used to it. And you might look into a cane, and you gotta get the hand railing, and you know, buy your your toilet even, and help yourself up. And I'm thinking, what? But in my intimate times with Him. My faith was built up and I grabbed a hold of you did not create me a broken vessel. You did not die, Jesus. You did not die for my healing. or for, You died for my healing. You don't get any glory in me being broken. I'm not going to be more humble being broken. My faith is going to hold on to my healing. My evidence is the written word. You said it right here. You're like, oh, but that's so, and we gotta, and I don't know. And see, because we've twisted it. We've twisted faith to be something that we have to build up, muster up to be able to attain. And it's not. That faith is a gift of God in him. We have to go in him. Then we can take a hold of our healing that we need. We can take hold of the miracle that we need. We can take hold of uh, our children that we're believing for to return to the Lord, right? In him, at those intimate times that our faith is built up. And we can see why, because that's where hope is, is brought alive. We can see, wait a minute, everything is possible with God. So I'm going to take hold of my healing right here. And the evidence, God, you said you'll do it. Think about it. We use, we use faith all the time. The, remember, again, it's a replica of the spiritual. Everything you see physical is a replica in the spiritual. Trying to teach, he's trying to teach us. And we just got to open our eyes. Um, if Brian tells me, as he's leaving for work, Brenda, I pulled your car into the garage. Do, I, do you think I have to go and look in the garage? Is it? Yeah, okay. What's my evidence? My evidence is his word. That's it. Somebody call me on the phone. Hey, where's your car? It's in the garage. How do you know? Because Brian said it. Right? You use that all the time. When we bought our house... We didn't have to pick up our house and take it to the title company, 
holding on to our house and sign the papers and then pick up our house and walk it back to our property, right? What did we have that proved that that house is mine? When I'm not at my house right now, how can I prove to you that house is mine? I have the title. The written word proves I own that house. His written word is your evidence that proves what belongs to you and me. And where is it found? In him. Faith is a substance. You can go ahead when you're in those intimate times with him and grab a hold. Why? Because all of a sudden your hope is starting to be awakened. And you're like, you're right, Lord. You won't kick down, lie, you won't break. You know, you're starting to, he's building that stuff up. That's where that happens. You can go to him, oh, Lord, I just had a miserable day. It's awful. But you spend quiet time. Shut your mouth once in a while. And just sit there and let him, the Bible says he sings over us. He, that Holy Spirit hovers over us, depositing those words like seeds into the eggs within us that awaken that hope. And all of a sudden we start saying, that's right. I can believe for this. I can believe. Why? Because your word says, and that's what I'm taking hold of. And I will hold on to that unswervingly. That's a word that I always stumble over saying. Without being moved. Without being shaken. Why? Because God said it. I believe it. Why? Because I know him. You can't tell me different. Because I know him. Acting upon your faith is also not a dumb, blind statement. You hear people say, and we do that a lot of, when we're praying for people. Uh, Tara, we're praying for your shoulder. We're just praying, God, you know, you healing, already purchased. You said we're already healed in Jesus' name. It's the power in the name. You're healed. Now, Tara, raise up your arm. She needs to act upon she needs to act upon that faith. And you're like, well, I don't know. Okay, does anybody have their paycheck direct deposited? Anybody? Anybody? You act upon that money before you see it. Anybody have a debit card? You act upon the money in that bank without seeing it. Because people tell me all the time, I don't know if I have that kind of faith. Yes, you do. You use it all the time. When you get in your car, are you surprised when it starts or are you surprised when it doesn't start? <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, I am. Okay. Get back in that intimate time and believe for a better car. Anyway. No, you take that stuff for granted. You take that kind of faith for granted. And then you believe the lie that the enemy tries to twist and think, oh, you don't have that kind of faith. You just laugh at him. You're right. I don't. He does. I'm there. He's me. He's in me. I'm in him. It's his faith. Not my faith. Amen. That's where hope comes. If you start feeling yourself... Getting down, depressed, I don't know, and maybe God, and you start, what's, what's all that right here? You need to get in those alone times. That intimate time. God, I need some face-to-face -face time. 
Why? To just let your Holy Spirit just hover over me and just begin to speak those words, those seeds, to awaken hope again so I can dream again. And there will be a testing of that faith. We've been reading through James in our Bible study um, on Wednesday afternoon. And in James, it talks about first part, first chapter of James, that you will have trials, but they're for a purpose. Why? For the testing of your faith. Why? Because he says he wants to, by the testing of your faith, it will develop perseverance. And perseverance when she has finished her perfect work. And isn't it funny? It's her perfect work. Anyway, her perfect work that you'll be mature, complete, not lacking anything. How many want to be there? Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, you have to start back over here. And the testing of your faith. Again, this is not our faith. This is more like uh, a baby bird in a nest. Doesn't realize it has the power to fly. Until it starts getting up and starts moving around in the nest. And the mama goes, let's test your faith. And pushes that little birdie right out, right? That's the testing of faith it's talking about. The testing of the faith he deposits in us. He needs to put us in situations to be able to stretch out our wings. Oh, you're right, God. Nothing is impossible with you. That's the testing of the faith. It's the testing of those wings like a mama. And does she really let them fall and you know, ah, taught ya. <laughs> Should have done better. No, that mama does not let that baby die. If it's starting to go a little too fast, it swoops in there, picks it back up again, or nudges it, or pushes it even. Pushes it to a higher height. Keep going. Oh, and come in and pushes it again. Come on, you can do this. And then next thing you know, that baby stretched its wing. The testing of your faith develops perseverance. That's right, God. Nothing's in power. That's right. You're with me. You're right. Your word is powerful. Everything bows to your name. That's right. Why? Because I have the evidence, the proof right here. I can hold tight to what I can't see because what I can't see is greater than what I can see. That's faith. And that faith can only be found in intimacy. In that intimate times that we can see. See him. See all things exist in him, for him, by him. It's God's faith. And that's that confidence in, that we read. That, that's where that confidence is built up. Full assurance of our faith. Come into his most holy place with confidence. We've had six kids in our home and I can see all of them had different ways of coming into our uh, Brian and I when we're you know our bedroom or whatever some would stand outside and barely tap on the door others like Isaiah there's no wall it won't kick down <laughs> why because he just knows he's welcome anywhere full confidence full assurance of faith 
That's what God's trying to say. You have direct access. I ripped from the top to the bottom. I ripped it open so you have full assurance, full confidence. He's held nothing back. He's the groom standing at the altar waiting for the bride to come in. I'm right here. We don't have to go to him. Could you imagine a bride on her wedding day? Oh, I don't want to go. No, it's the only time she really does strut, doesn't she, guys? Like, hello. Everybody stand in my presence. Don't we? Come on. Full assurance. Brings that confidence. He's gifted it to us. He's gifted his faith to us. But he holds it at the altar, waiting for you to come in. Be built up. And then while you're in that intimate times, you can look around and say, everything's here. It's all here. And I am wrapping up, so you want to come back up here? Hebrews 12.2 says, Looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, he authors the faith. You have to come in to get it to start with. But he's not going to give you a little seed, kick you out of the nest, and watch you fall. He says, I'll be with you wherever you go. He won't just author the faith. He's going to finish it. He's going to see it through. But he says, I am not pleased with the ones who shrink back. I'll tell you, the mama bird's not happy with the little baby bird that digs into the nest and says, Don't kick me out, mama! Don't make me go! You know what she does? She actually comes around and starts plucking the nest away from the baby bird until it has nothing to hold on to. You ever feel like everything in your life is starting to fall apart? Yeah, that's right. It's a time to praise God. Because what he's saying is, I've already deposited in you my gift of faith. You can fly. Do you trust me? Let go and trust me. Look onto Jesus is like the, the ones that went to spiritual warfare camp. They were taught that, what's it called? A 5,000 mile stair? What? What's it called? Thousand Mile Stair. In a military uh, line that they, they have to be taught to that thousand mile stair. But in spiritual warfare camp, they were teaching them to do that to see Jesus. No matter what happens around you, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Looking onto Jesus isn't a, a glance here or there. It's that 1,000 mile stair that will not be moved. Jesus, I'm in you. You're in me. God's in me. The Holy Spirit's in me. John 15 says that you've given us the Holy Spirit that will take from all that is yours and make it known, make it a reality to us. When? When we stay in him. In him. Looking onto Jesus. And then 1 Corinthians 13. Right? I go through that all the time. We've got to know. We've got to know. We've got to know what love is. The end of that, 1 Corinthians 13, it says, Now these three remain. Faith, hope, 
and love. Think about that a second. Love. Now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. Where's your faith? Where's hope birth? In love. Where does love exist? In intimacy. Scripture just kind of, kind of opens up like that. When we spend time in him, he is that, that jewel. So many facets of him that we just can't even believe. I mean, I love it in the Bible where it says that there was a couple um, prophets that said, could I just see you, God? Just show yourself to me. He's like, I am so big. I'll just show you a little bit here. i peek a peek here. Give you a peeky peek here. And they were blown away. He hid them. The one, it says that he hid Elijah, right? He hid in the cleft of the mountain with his hand, walked by him, and then just said, peekaboo. What do you think about that? His word is that way. Every day is like that. When we come into him and our heart draws us into this intimacy that I see you, Jesus, down on one knee. I see you, Father, in your holy, most holy place. And I come in with full assurance, with confidence, knowing that in you all things exist. Everything I could hope for or dream for is found in you. And your Holy Spirit will just hover over us as we're spending that intimate time together. And hope is made, comes alive. And dreams are birthed there. And that's where his children are supposed to rule and reign and take that love to the earth. If you just have his rhema word without any hope, without any dreams inside of you, and you're just going off, well, he said it. Intellectually, I read it, and it says that. Here it is for you. They're going to be like, how is that any different than Jehovah Witnesses. How's that any different than the Mormons? How's that any different than Buddha? All written words. But when faith and hope and love come together, it becomes that rakafa, that hovering over, where it starts awakening inside them without them even knowing it. That spoken word speaks that seed awakens that egg and next thing you know they're like I didn't know that before I didn't see that in there before what's happening it comes alive faith is your word is active alive that deep love taking time and intimate fellowship with him there's nothing more important. When your alarm clock goes off and you think I've got a hundred things to do today, I don't have time to spend with you, God. Anything else apart from him is going to burn. It's just going to burn up. Think about everything you're working toward. You're building in this world is all going to disappear. means nothing. 
It's all just a, a symbol, a pattern. Even our own children is teaching us a spiritual lesson. It's what's most important. That intimate time. How long would your marriage last if you never had intimacy? Intimate time with your spouse. You need that. You need that. It's time for dream to be birthed. In here, our county, 85% unchurched, needs to see God's children alive again. Walking in faith, walking in hope, walking in love, and believing for the impossible because we serve an impossible God. Nothing is too hard, too difficult. Nothing is impossible with Him. We need to start living like that. Would you stand? Father, you are so, so good to us. You are so, so good to us. Your love is 